And again, answering are the Eagles. Cato now for three. That's two in a row for the freshman. The steal, the spin, behind the back, behind the back, splitting the double team. What's going on, guys? You're tuned in to... Stupid report. (laughs) Screecher report. I almost said screecher. Screecher. Elliot on the mic with Russell. Dawson and Brian can't be here tonight. They're out uh, playing tag. (laughs) 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 And Dawson's it. Dawson and Brian can't make it tonight. They are helping old ladies cross the street. Good on them, man. (laughs) They're doing more than we are for the community. (laughs) All we do is sit behind this mic and yap. I don't actually leave this table. You mean you you never leave my closet? No. I'm trapped in the closet. Well, come out of the closet, man. (laughs) I can't. R. Kelly's waiting. (laughs) Happy 2020, y'all. Hope you had a good new year. And, uh... Welcome to the new age. The new age. We uh, started off the new year wrong by losing the Liberty. Uh, it was a pretty bad game. Uh, really not much to talk about. We were looking for improvements. They turned the ball over 18 times. Uh, we never had a lead. So, you know. I mean, we did hold them to under 60 points. If you yeah, have to no, grasp at yeah, straws. Yeah, yeah, we played good defense. They played better defense. And they played better offense. Uh, right. So, yeah. lost, lost by 13 to the obvious best team in the I conference. guess I should say we did not improve turnovers-wise. That hasn't improved yet, but defensively, it was a better game. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't answer, couldn't do anything about Caleb Holmesley, though. That's something of note. It seems like the best player on the other team is going to go off. When they play us. So it's a matter of not letting anybody else go off, really. I guess the two shining players from this game were Sam Gagliardi. He coming in late, but coming in hot. He had uh, 14 points on four threes. And then the only player that looked to have any energy coming out of this game was Jalen Warren. Everyone else just seemed, I don't know, uninterested. It was weird. It was like Liberty's bench was going nuts. And it seemed like they were... It felt like... Like, we were sitting over by the Liberty's bench, and it felt like it was the title game. Yeah, it, it looked like they were treating Like, it, it was... Yeah. The energy on their level was nuts, and we came out a little flat, minus Jalen Warren. He ended up with uh, 12 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important for this team... And what do we have at halftime? Sorry, it was 16 points at halftime. Something like that, yeah. I think that was tied for our lowest, three times lowest of, yeah, right. of the half, which was... 16 points and a half is pretty terrible. I I mean... Yeah, no, it is. There's nothing to say No, it's that. it's just... It's so important for this, you know, FGCU team to come out hot. Like, we'll get into this more, but we we obviously came out hot against Lipscomb, and just the volume in that place, the way the team was energized just because they hit a couple early shots was all the difference. So... You know, against Liberty, they come out, you know, hotter than us. They come out energized. We have one player looks like he came to play in Jalen Warren, and it just didn't go didn't go our way. Yeah, so 
not to jump ahead to, to Lipscomb, but it was polar opposites in the first half. Mm-hmm. We were up, I think, 14 to 2, maybe even greater against Lipscomb. You know, we scored 16 in the, the first half against Liberty. Is this a confidence issue or is this talent? Is it, it did we were just lucky against Lipscomb or is it like, hey, let's uh, come out like we own the place and hey, my shots are falling? I mean, it's hard, I mean, to, it's hard to say at this point. That's because it's always both. <laughs> it's, it's, I guess if you have three wins, one of them being against the D1 team right. going into Liberty, whose defense apparently is number two in the nation, mm-hmm. and they're obviously the favorites in this conference. Clear favorites. Your confidence is going to be like, well, yeah, we're not going to win, but let's try. So I guess it's, I mean, what's the difference going from Liberty to Lipscomb? Is it like, hey, we played good defense against Liberty. Let's walk out on Lipscomb and say, hey, we own this place and we're going to put up. Well, I mean, FGCU has players who shoot good, who shoot well. Um, For all the struggles that have happened this season, Zach Scott's a fantastic shooter. We already know Sam Gagliardi's reputation and we've seen him get hot. And I mean, that's what it takes. It just, your, your players who are supposed to make shots have to make shots. And if that gets everybody fired up, then you're, you have a chance to win. But yeah, like you said, Liberty's second best defense in the nation at the time we played them. And you know, to, I mean, it's not, they have the second best defense, but it's not like they have some kind of slouch offense. So we held them under 60, 13 point game there. If, if you have to, if you're a player on FGCU, there are things to build off of from that game. I mean, do you think we just didn't shoot enough? Because Cato had five and Zach Scott had two. So our two leaders had a total of seven points. Yeah, that's obviously a big a big problem from that game. Is the guys who are supposed to be leading you didn't, didn't I mean, weren't playing well. We only took seven lost sh- uh, seven less shots than Liberty. You know, took forty shots, they took forty seven. Mm-hmm. Was it just kind of a crap shooting night or it's hard to say, man. I mean, they... But again, we, stifling defense. Right. So. We only took, like you said, seven less shots, but they they made a lot more shots than we did. They made nine more shots than we did. And their percentages are just better all around, basically. Somehow we won in the rebounding battle, but we, got, we won the rebounding battle 26 to 22. I feel like getting only 26 rebounds in a game as a team... Is really low. It is. Yeah. You need to have like 35, 40, 35 like plus. upper 30s to 40. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is ESPN's Associated Press uh, spelled Fort Myers wrong. So. Is it M E Y E R? Yeah. Like Oscar Meyer Wiener. That's M A Y E R. Oh, it's not. They spell it extra wrong. Really? Mm hmm. You're it's not like even Oscar a hot dog Mayer. fan, dude. Well, Oscar Meyer's baloney, too. I'll eat some baloney. It's a bunch of baloney. Yep. Who likes hot dogs? Raise you, your you virtual hand. <laughs> it's America. Everybody likes hot dogs. Not much more to talk about in the Liberty game, except uh, turnovers have not improved. Um, I think we've talked about this before, and you know maybe this is a good question to ask Coach Fly. But how do you coach turnovers? Like how 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 do you besides knowing plays in and out and being mm-hmm. like gifted? How do you coach turnovers or how do you get them to stop? How do you? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not an easy answer. Otherwise it'd be fixed, but it's like, I mean, 
to to the you know the dumb guy analysis is you have to know your scheme you have to know your assignments know your jobs know where everybody else is going to be and know your responsibilities and that's how you get rid of turnovers but it's like how do you force that into a player i don't know if that's well i was about to say unfortunately at this point i think the turnover problem has is due to skill whether that be unexperienced yeah or just maybe the player who's turning it over isn't as good as we thought yeah because i don't think I think that's the only two reasons why you turn it over. Mm-hmm. Either not you're not good, or you're just not experienced. Right, and it's easy to point to the so, inexperience. But I would say by middle of the conference, end of the conference, if we're still putting up 18 turnovers a game or more, we got a problem. Yeah, I mean it's it's a problem nonetheless, but a season long, it'd be a know, problem moving forward. Thing, yeah. Moving forward too. Mm-hmm. But hats off to Liberty. They're an incredible team. The chemistry is off the charts. Like I said, their energy off the bench. That's another thing that's kind of bugging me a little bit is it seems like our guys on the bench aren't as into the game as some of the opponents that come in. I know when you when you go into a, a opponent's arena, you want to bring the energy. You want to bring that, hey, like we got a chance to put this up. But if you're at home and you got the Dirty Birds and you got Alico packed out, you would think like, your team would be all in to support you. And it just seems kind of dead. Yeah, it does. And again, I think, I think that's just cause what is there to cheer about? I mean, when you're, but it's when the little things, if, if sure. justice gets a block, if he gets a tip, just get hype. Yeah. No, you're not wrong, but it, it's just like when you're, say you're losing and then you start making a comeback, everybody's on their feet. Everybody goes crazy. Say you're dominating and you don't always dominate everybody. Everybody's getting up. Everybody's going crazy. We don't do any of those. We don't do either of those. Um, when we're losing, we stay losing. Um, when we're winning, it's you know it's it's a fight to keep winning. Um, so far this season, so it's it's like you know when 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 the other team goes up by goes on those runs where we just can't shoot the ball and they score 14 straight, then what's there to not cheer about? I think I think it has mostly to do with that, but. I mean, even when you're struggling, you gotta you gotta get people hyped up. Well, let's jump forward to uh, Lipscomb. I guess I wasn't able to attend this game, and obviously with the hot start, did they have more energy? Was it was it better? Was it tons? It it was. I mean, it, we we've started the game off with a couple of clutch threes before this season, and it hasn't amounted to anything. But Sam Gagliardi two straight threes, and then what really got it, you know, blew the roof off Alico for a moment was then Justice Rainwater just packs the ball against the glass block runs down to the other end does a nice little um kind of uh situation where he moves his feet to get in good position for the lob pass catches it lays it in eight points up so just that scenario with the two straight threes a block on one end a score at the other end eight points to nothing forces a timeout and elite goes on fire and the bench is on fire and the other team has to take a timeout because of our momentum. And I mean that's that's what you will need. That's how you that's how you get that momentum. That's how you grow it. Against a you know, fairly reputable Lipscomb team. Right. They were they, yeah. NIT runner up mm-hmm. last year, so <clears throat> um but still I, I still think the energy from from our team, from our guys, staff, whoever, whoever's involved with our team should be should be higher. Mm-hmm. It's especially when we're in the low lows like we are if you make a play get hype i mean that's mm-hmm. that's what starts runs 
and builds confidence. If you know whatever changed between Liberty and Lipscomb, like I said, they were polar opposites, and the confidence level was. Speaking of confidence level, uh, nobody on the team right now is probably as has his head as high as Sam Gagliardi. Uh, so he missed those couple of games with the you know concussion, just face contusion. Um, came back with the mask on three straight games, scoring double digit points. He, his shot is falling. He looks great doing it and, you know, led the team two straight games in points 14. He's the a sun player, uh, newcomer of the week. I think it is, um, as of today, um, Monday. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just looking fantastic against Lipscomb four of eight, all threes, um, you know, in the first half he had nine, he had nine points in about two minutes and then a couple of early fouls, Michael Fly took him out, didn't play much else in the second or in the first half, second half, he comes out, scores five points, but you know, just plays good all around. Um, you know, he wasn't in a game where we had 20 turnovers. We'll get to that. He only committed one of them and put up 14 points, a couple of rebounds and an assist. So you can't really fault him for that. So Yeah. Backtracking a little bit, FGCU gets a win against Lipscomb, 68-61. We're 1-1 one one in conference play. The interesting thing about this game is we had two more turnovers than we did against Liberty and still came out on top. We also shot 53, oh sorry, 54% from the field, which is, out. we've never been close to that all season. Yeah, that's easily the best shooting game of the year. So, that was something very refreshing to see. Um, and the other stat that was interesting, I forget who mentioned it, I think it was on the broadcast, was that the Eagles have won the three games you know, prior to Lipscomb when they score 68 or more. We beat Lipscomb on 68 points, so it's like... That's the line, basically. Yeah, out of 17 games... 68 seems to be 70 points seems to be that magic number where we can get there. We we get a chance to win. We got a chance to win. Yeah. That seems about right. Just college basketball score 70, but it was pure dominance. I mean, I watched the broadcast on a replay and Lipscomb never led, um, never got closer than six. Right. Now the end was a little scary. You want to touch on annoying, scary, still having trouble putting it to halves like complete halves. Cause if we had played like we did in the first half, it would have been a, well, I don't even think we necessarily struggled in the second half. It was just from like eight minutes to defensively sort of, but again, all their, well, that was a matter of Fleming on their team started making shots. Um, it wasn't necessarily more open looks or anything. He just started hit. He's a senior. He's a great shooter. He started making shots. But um, and Asadula, Asadula, whatever his name is, um, it didn't matter how good the defense against him was. He was going to make it. You know, seventy plus percent of the time. That's just how it was. Um, I don't even. I don't even think Rainwater or or Thomas was playing bad defense against him. He just. Put it up there and it goes in. He 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 got a couple of lucky rolls on the jump shots. He's not a shooter. Don't let anybody fool you. But um, still, I mean, he he made twenty five points, ten rebounds, a dominant game. He's really the reason that they were in this game, especially the first half. He had twelve points in the first half. Twelve of their first twenty two points. Yeah, and on our side, we had a slew of players that contributed and had decent games. Um. Obviously, Gagliardi, sorry, Gagliardi got things going. 
obviously igniting the whole offense. Ended up with 14 points. Jalen Warren had another decent game, 8.6 assists, although he had, I believe, six turnovers. Yeah, it kind of so, negates your assists. A little rough on the on that on that aspect of the game, but but uh, it's bound to happen. Zach I mean, Scott coming off the bench was huge in the second half. Uh, this is his third game off the bench. Um, it's kind of an interesting situation. Uh, Coach Fly has said it's it's not an outright benching because you know you're not playing well or something. He's doing it because he's been struggling against being game planned against. You know he's not shooting like himself, things like that. So try to get him in a rhythm off the bench. Plus, I understand the idea of you always want a true three-point threat on the floor at all times. If Gagliardi's starting because he is that three-point threat and he's a very good defender, then it's nice to have a Zach Scott you know, coming off the bench when Gagliardi's out or when they're on the floor at the same time, whatever it is. Plus, if you get starter minutes, I don't care who the hell starts. You know, and he got what is it, twenty six or something like that? Twenty seven minutes. Twenty seven minutes in that game. So start, don't start. You're playing. You know, start yeah, more minutes. minutes than Gagliardi who started over. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But you or, know, or whoever you're looking at, Warren, whatever. Right. It's all interchangeable. But Scott, the twelve points, most of them coming in the second half um, to help. He had a lot of. He had a few free throws at the end that really helped keep our lead at about double digits, about ten points. Um, seven rebounds. He was all over the court. Yeah, college basketball has never been about the same starting five. Unless those starting five are like all NBA draft Gods, picks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you gotta play who's who's playing hot, who matches up well, and that's gonna change game to game. Yep. When's the last time we had a, a, a normal starting five? Dooley didn't do it, he switched. No, it, it was, I mean when we had stars, exactly what you're saying. When we had Zach Scott or sorry. <laughs> sorry, Zach Scott. When we had Zach Johnson, when we had Brandon Goodwin, you're damn right those players are going to start, you know? Mark Eddie Norelia, his junior year, uh Demetrius Morant, you know, those players are going to start. Christian Terrell for the most part. But, but even sometimes it would it would be a yeah there might a be random a random time where, where Terrell doesn't start and you're like what the heck's happening to Terrell I hope he's not hurt and then he comes in and plays 35 minutes right so yeah it, it's more it's a minutes game in college I mean plus if you if you can find any way for your best player to get scouted a little bit less by the other team and still play a lot then kudos to you if that's what's actually happening but yeah it's not it's not who starts it's who finishes as a quote from a, a Brett Fritz former FGCU player. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I stole your quote. And of course, the bigs, Brian Thomas, Justice Rainwater had very, you know, decent outings, both six, five points, and uh, about the same on rebounds. Yeah. So again, they, were, they were contributing equally yeah. when they were in. Again, with them uh, going up against the other team's best player, um, they did well, still got. They did well to the eye test, at least. The other, you know, reading the box score, it seems like they got rained all over. But maybe they did. But I'd like to actually know what Coach Fly kind of thinks of the defense played against Asadula. But that's a question for another time. But the rebounding game was fantastic, though. We, I mean, 36 to 31, we won that battle. We had four players get five rebounds or better. That's just everybody's getting boards. Uh, seven for Tracy Hector, who, again, he's he's my guy who gets a different stat every night. He'll pile it up. Um, six for Rainwater, five for Thomas, seven for Scott. Just a lot of players contributing in a lot of different ways. So with this last game looking like maybe how FGCU should look like, 
playing UNF next in what three days? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday night. What happens if we revert back to like <clears throat> how we played against Liberty? You know, it's hard to say. Um, as FGCU fans, we're so used to winning all the time. That's why this, you know, struggle, this transition. But this was, dare I say, dominant. At times. But at the end, you also got sort of a healthy, sobering reminder that this is not how we're going to look at the end of the day. This is us being a young team. It's hard for us to dominate a game the whole game. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're used to winning in years past. This transition's been tough. This year has been tough, but it's it's um. But seventeen games in, shouldn't you start to see more dominance, more improvements, more? You should, long, but you shouldn't expect it every game. Is what I'm is what I'm getting. Well, I'm to. not expecting every game, but like UNF, obviously Lipscomb might be like, what well, you're not going to have a fourteen to two blowout in the first right. five minutes of the game, but we should at least see a competitive game. I'm if we hoping. lose the UNF by twenty points, I'm going to be well. The, yeah, discouraged. I agree. I think it's got to be low double digits for me to not be really angry, but at the same time, they are clearly the second best team in this conference. They're not Liberty because nobody's Liberty around here. But, I mean, they have five seniors on their roster, four of which start and play a lot of minutes. And, like, what do we have? How many times are we going to talk about our team being young? And not to mention their best player is a sophomore. So, (laughs) and he's the best player on the floor. And who's that? Uh, newcomer Carter, or not a newcomer, it's his second year. Carter Hendrickson, six seven, two hundred seventeen pound forward, but he's, I mean, they're small. Like everybody on their team, six seven or smaller, so they don't have a lot of top end height. But he's averaging sixteen points a game and eight rebounds a game, as you know, one of their bigs, quote unquote, at six so seven two seventeen. Mark Eddie numbers. But check this out. 45% shooting percentage from the floor. Kind of low for a big, for a true big at least, because they're always around the basket. But he's not always around the basket because he shoots 40% from three. Dangerous. Yep. So it, it's that's kind of all their... Their only like guy who plays like a big is Wajita Minu. And he's what he's 6'7", about 210 pounds too. He's He can jump out of the gym so he'll block you and everything, but... He's and I've not, never thought of him as a true post player, though. He's he's not. He's just a really good defender at all five spots. He's got a nice touch, but he's not like a. No, I'm he's, a, I'm a he's back not you a down shooter, and, no. and yam on you type. No, he's an athletic scorer when he's scoring like nine points a game. Kind of every year he's been in college, it hasn't really gotten better. That's not who he is, but just a fantastic defender on ball, off ball. But is UNF still drain threes like nuts? I mean, oh yeah, I haven't been following them as much this so year. So that's their. Sophomore Hendrickson, forty percent from three. Uh, familiar, another familiar face, Gandhi Arosa, another senior, uh, shooting thirty-eight percent from three, averaging fourteen points. Garrett Sams, another familiar face, thirty-six percent from three, so a tiny bit lower, but I mean he's still going to drain him when he's open. J.T. Escobar, another senior, shooting forty-one percent from three. So really, uh, starting five. So if they if they carry o- over any of their shooting percentage, we're we're screwed. Unless yeah, we, we can, have to play good D yeah. basically. Well, good D and shoot. And that will be very telling if, um, regardless of the outcome of the game, if they score lower than they usually do and their averages are worse, then that's something to it's it's our silver lining all season is when our defense plays well and we don't. Which and it's not it shouldn't diminish the fact that we're playing good defense, but you know that I guess that's the oh wait check this one. 
So Wajita Minu, not a shooter, right? We've established that. Shooting 52% from the floor, again, because he plays down low, so you get, you know, more high percentage shots. He sort of added a three ball to his game. Um, He's always had a little bit of that. Well, he's only shot 10 of them this season. That's what I mean, a little bit. But he's made six. So (laughs) it's he picks and chooses, I guess, and, you know... 10 points a game, six rebounds a game, two blocks a game. Again, that's that's kind of what he's done his whole college career. Hey, I'm just glad that vintage Dallas Moore is not no longer yeah. a pain in our that's rear. That's been a while, but I still still don't miss it. Yeah. Bo Beach. No. All those fellas. They had, they had a bunch of good bigs years back. Um, mm, I don't remember uh, uh Daniels. Yeah. Day Daniels. Yeah. And um, the bigger guy. He was even bigger, like 6'9", 260 or something. Davenport. Yep. Yep. Things that I can't forget. <laughs> hey, we had our alma, alma, I can't talk, alma mater, Brett Comer and Dayton whoop up on oh, yeah. the Ospreys. So. Yep. It was like a, it was a high teens win, close to 20. And you spoke to him after that game, didn't you? Oh, in depth. Yeah. Not in depth. But yeah, a little bit of a, you guys are close? a slight teaser here. Are you guys close? No. He's in I took a picture with him after the Sweet 16, so I mean... Oh, yeah, we got all their autographs. Remember that? I don't remember autographs. Well, yeah, It I was do. right before the send-off. On that or crappy right... little poster of yeah. Chase Feeler making a Jordan yeah. dunk. Actually, I was served by Chase Feeler in Cheddar's. He was briefly, after that season, a, a waiter at Cheddar's. And, and how was the service? Oh, it was fantastic. Best service I've ever had. Did it make the food better? No. <laughs> The Cheddar's the is good. So. It wasn't the best service I've ever had either, but it, there was nothing wrong with it. So shout out to Chase Feeler and his fine dining skills. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure he's whipping up nice meals for Whitney and his, his baby. Two babies. Is there one on the way? I think there's one on the way. Well, anyways, um, whipping up nice meals. <laughs> whipping up nice meals and nice trophies. He's won like three. Like every professional year, he's he's getting trophies. He's just doing it. Big things. So that's a little preview of our next game against UNF. Thursday, January 9th. Unfortunately, not at home. It's away, so just tune into ESPN. Or make a really long drive to Jacksonville. That too. I would rather buy the Disney Plus package if you haven't yet. You can just... If you're a Disney fan, which everyone is, get Disney Plus. I'm not sponsoring this. Just, Just watch the game on ESPN Plus. And then... Tweet about it. But it's only about 15 bucks for Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus. So <laughs> you should probably get it. And then Saturday. January 11th. We travel to the, the land of the land. The land. The land of the land. The land, Florida. To play the worst mascot in our A-Sun. The Stetson Hatters. What do you think he sounds like? Like if he had a voice? Because he's like he's like all wily coyote, like what in darnation? Exactly like that. Uh, or is he like, let me tell you what, we're gonna <laughs> win this game. <laughs> that was pretty good too. Okay. Depending on if they come out with aggression, we'll then he's like that. darnation. Yeah. But if he's just like, Goof. oh my god, we've been sent to smithereens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time will tell. Right. Apparently, they have some. Scorers though they got some offense. They beat uh, the Gamecocks. Yep, that was, um, that was pretty crazy. Actually. Yeah, that was their first upset. SEC win They're in a, probably what thirty years. Yeah, that was a long time. <laughs> That's just a complete. Was guess. it ninety four? Don't I fact don't check me. I don't have all the articles in front of my face, but that was a 
Impressive win. Impressive indeed. They are seven and ten. ESPN predicts a seventy three point eight percent chance of them beating us. So, seriously? Mm-hmm. I find that strange when you look at who they've lost to as well. They won against South Carolina, but like they've been murdered in a Sun play by didn't Lipscomb beat them by three? Okay. And then they only beat Kennesaw by three. Who is... Trash. Yeah. For people who know what they're talking about, they're widely considered as the worst But at the end of the day, a W is a W. Right, of course. So... So they do have some good players. um, Mainly, incoming freshman, already making noise. He's a big dude at 6'10", 235 pounds. Mahamadu Diawara. Again, say it with me, Elliot. Mahamadu. Mahamadu. Diawara. Diawara. Okay. Um, Mahamadu Mahamadu Diawara. Memorize that because he's going to be annoying us for three years after this. Um, Anyways, he's averaging 14 points, 7 rebounds, and shooting 63%. Again, he's a big, he gets a lot of dunks, a lot of layups against people that are a lot smaller than him. But you can expect Rainwater and Brian Thomas to be on him all day, for better or for worse. Yeah, honestly, Stetson doesn't have... The only impressive win Stetson has is against South Carolina, and maybe that's an outlier because all the rest of their wins aren't very impressive. No, it's... I mean, they they had a similar loss to FIU, like us. Right. Almost the same. FIU's the second best team that they played all season. Right. And yeah, they've had pretty much a cupcake schedule with one big I test. I mean, they the did end. beat Trinity Baptist by oh, like sixty. Trinity, so, there's yeah. three of them. Yeah, that's a big deal. And they're Baptists. Crap. <laughs> but um, I think I think uh, they're favored solely because they just have more wins than us. At right, point. and and the people making those decisions and the you know. The point spreads and stuff. They don't watch a Sun basketball. No. I mean, <laughs> they look at records and they look at maybe who they've beaten and they see that Stetson has a better record than us and that they've beaten South Carolina and they give them the maybe spread. even player stats and just right or 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 uh you know uh point averages yeah things like that. Um, Rob Perry on Stetson. He's a six three guard, fifteen points a game, five rebounds a game. About two assists a game, but I mean he's a he's a big deal for them. It's they got a couple of players that's for sure. Oh, he's also a freshman, so their best two players are freshmen. Why is that the theme this year? Lipscomb's best two players are freshmen as well. So Stetson is averaging five more points a game than we are. That's probably not detrimental or anything. They are averaging one more rebound. But then on the assist game, we are averaging about two more assists than them per game. So yeah, it's it's all about who you can't you play. even use those numbers no. to to rightly determine. Oh, you can use those numbers after we've played them. Like the next time they right. come around, or yeah. And like we, everyone knows and has been repeating, conference is a a whole new season. So think of it this way: we're starting one and one. It's a whole lot better than whatever we started before. Three and thirteen, or three and twelve before conference play. Right. Something like that. Well, even our first few games, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what we started until we won. But there's a lot of good youth in the A-Sun right now. Um, 
you know, going back to Lipscomb, they have all these seniors. UNF has all these seniors. They're really the only team that doesn't have any freshmen competing. UNF is. Stetson's top two players, like I said, are freshmen. Three of their top five players, um, by most metrics, are freshmen. And it's, you know, it's going to be, these teams are going to get a lot better as the, as the seasons come and go. But I, uh, I'm hoping we at least come out of these two games one and one. Uh, it'd be great to upset UNF and it'd be great to take it to Stetson, go on a three game win streak coming back to the nest. But it's, you know, you got to see it to believe it at this point. So, question of the night to end the pod. Is FGCU turning the corner? Or are we, like, turning the corner just to, to overcorrect and then go back the other way for a little bit? And then... Turning the corner so little that we, like, hop up on the curb? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I answer that after the next two games? Because <laughs> I think no, that's... No, I just said it was question of the night. Right. Uh, I wish it was question of, like, next week's night. Well, it can but, be um, question of the next week night, Because we're going to know a lot more after these next two games. Because, um, I mean, that's just what it is. We, we, even in losses to USC, to Liberty, we've looked better for a week to two weeks now. We've looked better. I know the turnovers aren't better. But I would... We've looked more competitive. I'm not trying to backtrack. But I I would argue we looked better against USC than we did Liberty. I mean, yeah, Liberty. Um, I think it's kind of well, yeah, I'd agree, but only because the start wasn't so bad. Um, overall on the game, um, we were semi competitive against teams that are, in reality, a lot better than us at this point in the you know rosters, the life of the rosters. Um, but before USC, you know, went against a, you know, D two team or NAIA team, and and then we beat up on Lipscomb, who's kind of considered an average A-son at this point, you know, maybe a fifth seed at the end of the day, maybe a four, but probably a five. Um, and, you know, if UNF is definitely the second best team in this conference from a roster standpoint, and if we can, if we can play a competitive game against them, uh, I don't think any confidence should be lost by the players, by the fans, by the organization program. Um, if we find a way to upset them that's i think that would be huge for the rest of the season that would be the corner the turn that we're waiting for and hoping for as long as we don't lay an egg against Stetson. we shall see we did run a poll on uh where we think or where people think that fgcu is going to end up with kind of like a end of the year win loss before a sun conference tournament I think the leading vote was uh it was either 11, 11 no, it was wins. The 8 wins I think. 8 wins and 23 Maybe losses. Maybe it was 11. It was one of the middle two, but it um honestly I was surprised they were it was pretty even. I mean there was clear winners and losers in the poll, but it was pretty even. Some people optimistic at you know like 13 plus wins, which means we had a pretty good conference run. Well, 11 and 20 uh, 20, right? That would be what eight eight and eight in conference. Yes, I yeah. think I, I honestly yeah, I, right. I, I think that's the uh, the ceiling. I honestly do. Yeah. Well, we're one and one, so we're on track. <laughs> um, but hey, I mean, prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see uh, how much that's the the point spread 
against Stetson changes if we were to play well or upset UNF. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will hopefully have our next podcast after the next couple games. Um, hoping for the best against UNF and Stetson. Um, that'll be kind of be like, I guess that, that will be the quarter point of conference play. So mm-hmm. be good progress check, see how we're doing. Um, again, just looking for what I'm looking. Let's, let's do this. For me, turnovers have to get cut down. If the turnovers are at this point, 15, 14 or less, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with improvement in that department, but if that doesn't improve, I'm going to still be a little irked. So what about you, Russell? What are you, what are you looking for, for improvement or, or to make um, you satisfied with how the team's grown? Well, you took the good answer. So I'm going to say, keep it hot shooting, find guys that are open, um, make it when you're open. I know you can't always fully control that, but you know, no more wait until the shot clock's down to three, seven or less, whatever, and giving it to Cato or Scott or whoever. Just you can give it to Gagliardi. He, he'll his shot is so quick he'll make anything. But uh, you know, find the open guy, make the open shot, and that way, if turnovers stay high, that's how you end up still winning the game. Lipscomb's a perfect example of that. But in reality, you got to cut down on those turnovers. And then I speak on behalf of us, but play two halves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Put those three together and you win. How easy is that? Yeah, freaking easy. Just easy. Just win out. Yeah. Simple. All right. Wings up. Boy. Boy. Go Eagles.